<clears throat> just All tell right, me hold on. I'm going to just say the words. Okay, I'm gonna hit start right now. Greeting, traveler. Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to Born to be Wild, a Hearthstone podcast, the wild exclusive Hearthstone podcast that Nate of Wolf and Craig of Canada host every week, starting last week. How are you doing today, Nate? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How about yourself? Oh, I'm doing so good. But do you know why I'm doing so good, Nate? I have a feeling that it has to do with uh, our special guest, Mr. Burnt over here. <clears throat> what's up guys How's it going? Uh, what's up hey i am so excited to have you on because we had like i had this list of like i guess like this wish list of of guests to have on when we were running into the wild and you were on that list and i think oh. you came you came on like right after i stopped and so it, it was like oh man it never happened and so um when Craig and I were chatting about having you on the show, I was just very excited. So very, very happy to have you on. Dude, that's really that's really cool to hear. Thanks a lot. Yeah, I'm, I'm stoked to be here. I've, I've listened to, I'm pretty sure, like every episode of this podcast. So uh, I'm always, <laughs> or sorry, not this one, but the, the old one. And of course, this one, because there's only been one so far. But that, that wasn't quite as challenging as uh, listening to every episode of the Into the Wilds. But yeah, I've, I've been following you guys for, for a long time. It's a, it's, it's an honor to, to be here with you guys. Oh, wow. Thank you. That's so nice. We're very excited to be back. It's, it's, it's good for us. Oh, it feels oh, yeah. so nice. It feels so nice to be bad. You know, like it's, it's just it, last week was so good because <laughs> I didn't think we were going to, I was worried about our, our return and uh, it seemed to go well. People seemed happy, especially now. Cause by the time you're listening to this listeners, you can actually find our show on every podcast app. Cause we made the mistake of not signing up for everything before we recorded episode one. So last <laughs> week there was like one place you could find us. It was either Spotify or YouTube. If not, you could couldn't listen so uh we got a lot of people probably listening for the to the first episode today and then they'll have this one to listen to right afterwards that's not too bad of a thing though no it don't have to perfect. wait too long right you get a twofer yeah you know i like my toast the same way i like you sir <laughs> <laughs> that was lame <laughs> oh i'm the worst anyway i love your uh, i love your twitter it description just says dgen wild hearthstone player it's great well you know we got to be honest right <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the kind of stuff i'm into so yeah before we continue i just want to quickly say thank you very much to pug ugly and shakunin for helping sponsor this show and keeping it alive you two are my gods uh along with yogsaron so keep it up you two and i hope you're smiling right now from the shout out yeah, absolutely. I thank you guys so much. It's a it's a super exciting. We yeah. very much appreciate it. So, uh, so so here's the tradition. We typically when we would have a guest on the show, we do do kind of a brief interview. So nothing super formal, but if you could maybe 
tell us a little bit about yourself, maybe how you got started playing, why wild, that that sort of thing? Sure. Um, yeah, well, so for anybody who doesn't know me, my name is Bernt. I um, am a wild Hearthstone player and streamer. Uh, I've been streaming since a little bit, somewhere around last year. I mostly play combo decks. That's kind of my jam. A little bit of control, not much of an aggro player. Um, I, geez, why did I start playing Hearthstone? Uh, I, I downloaded it on my phone and uh, just kind of got addicted after a while. <laughs> I didn't really play any card games before that. I always liked video games and stuff, but uh, but yeah, no background in card games or anything. What do you um, play? What what type of games? Like what you play uh, video game wise? Uh, a lot of stuff. Um, mostly. I always kind of liked strategy games, so uh, that's part of why I kind of liked, uh, you know, liked the the strategy aspect of, of you know Hearthstone and stuff. Uh, and I also always sort of liked uh, competitive games, mostly like shooters and stuff. But I was never very good at them. <laughs> um, so, so they, so like the strategy thing and like the the competitive side of things kind of came together when I when I started playing Hearthstone. I think that's kind of part of what made it. Uh, very very addicting to me mm -hmm. do you remember what um, set you came in on yeah definitely it was uh kobolds and catacombs oh wow um, that's not as yeah. long ago as i thought considering no yeah no i haven't actually been playing for you know as long as a lot of people have but um but but yeah that was that was definitely a crazy set to come in on because of how powerful it was but that was also sort of like what um you know, caught my attention is like, I think I had played a little bit, like maybe a year before that, just on my phone casually, then like came back to it. And I was like, whoa, like Void Lords and like Skull of Inari and like all this crazy <laughs> stuff. Like, this is insane. And then I kind of got more into it. And then, um, yeah, I guess to kind of like circle back to you were saying like, why wild is like when a lot of that stuff rotated, you know, I, I really liked like the high power level uh type of stuff so uh you know when a lot of that stuff rotated i started being like okay well what does this wild format look like how do i get into this and just slowly got more and more into it from there to the point where i only play wild now i haven't touched standard in quite a while nice yeah, yeah. very cool so we have a quick <laughs> question kind of for us yeah or i have a quick question for you and it's uh basically what what uh, you said you like combo. Like, what is it that draws you to that as opposed to more controlling decks or aggressive decks? Um, I think it's a few things. Uh, I like doing, like like I've already said, I guess, I like doing really powerful stuff. Um, and I kind of like the idea of, like, um, you know, working towards something. And if you get there, you're, like, you either win or you're at least in, like, very good shape from that point. Um, I, I kind of liked like the whole inevitability thing, I guess. Um, uh, I'm, I'm not like a huge fan of like, I don't know, like with, when you play like something like aggro, for example, like I hate, I hate losing because <clears throat> my opponent was able to answer my stuff enough, basically, you know, like that just feels very frustrating. I like being able to like, you know, get my stuff together, you know, try to survive and, you know, maybe do something, you know, cute to get there or something. And then once you get there, you're like you know, you do something crazy. Like, I don't know. That's just like a very satisfying way to play for me. Did you ever play Star Aligner? I did. Yeah, <laughs> actually, that was that was the deck I got legend. With. 
very first time was Starliner Druid. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, uh, some that might not be too surprising to some people because I'm uh, the, the deck I'm sort of known to play is like a Togwaggle deck with that runs Starliner. So <laughs> I, haven't, okay, well, I haven't strayed too far from that. Let me... Uh... <clears throat> Let me ask just because I um, because I have it here. So, so <laughs> we asked if anybody had questions for you, and of course, <laughs> we got one. Slizzle wanted us to ask you how it feels to climb to legend with the worst class each month. <laughs> Typical Slizzle question, uh, right? I don't know. That might be a a Slizzle question. Yeah. Right. No. It honestly. <laughs> Uh, how do you even answer that? It feels great. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's my favorite class. I love it, you know, uh, if I'm going to answer it honestly. <laughs> but, yeah. I just realized it's my mic was muted. Wait, what? I, sorry. I, I was talking. I'm like, why is no one listening to me? And then I realized <laughs> I muted my mic and completely forgot about it. Nice. I was like, Nate's being so rude today, talking over me. How rude, yeah. No, I... <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're very professional here. <laughs> oh, yeah, for at least... Like, I'm hoping that by the time we hit five episodes, we will be in professional for at least two of them. I will say, you know, we're a little bit rusty, and by a little, I mean a lot. Yes, <laughs> we're, if, we're you, trying. if you enjoy this <laughs> content, imagine what it'll be in ten episodes. Well, you guys have done pretty well so far. I appreciate that. Okay, so I, one of the questions that I always ask people is, where did you come up with your screen name or your username, if you will? Um, yeah, well, it's um, it's basically just a shortened version of what I, I used to go by. Uh, I, I I needed like a username for something a while ago and was trying to come up with something that I was using like something that was really too related to my name for the longest time, and I decided mm. I didn't want to do that. So mine, I just. Uh, settled on burnt emulsion and eventually everyone was just calling me burnt because why would you say that entire thing <laughs> and, <laughs> and so that's what I ended up shorting it to but uh, yeah um, kind of random but it's basically like a I have a background in like film and photography and like a, a, a burnt emulsion is like a film effect basically gotcha um, <clears throat> a lot of people think it's a like a like a pothead joke or something which we can you know, we, we can play off of that if we want to, but it's actually, it's actually not, uh, not that, uh, I, ass I assumed that for the longest time. Um, yeah, that's what most people do. I don't think I've even actually like explained that whole thing. So now, now everybody knows though. We had an exclusive today. <laughs> <laughs> um, so here's one, here's a, here's a fun one. I like to ask like, what is your least favorite card? Like, what card do, does somebody play against you and you go, like, are you kidding me right now? And is it Dirty Rat? Uh, yeah, really good guess. Um, I Well, so, like, basically, like, Dirty Rat and Lotha, but I also kind of love the cards, too. But, like, to have played against me, for sure, Dirty Rat and Lotha, I, I hate those cards when, they, when my opponent plays them. Yeah, it makes sense considering Togwaggle Druid is your pet deck. Uh, not exactly what you want to see most of the time. Yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> I have a question. I have a non-Hearthstone related <clears throat> question. So a couple actually. I was watching your stream the other day, and I noticed that you had tattoos, and I'm very curious. Like, what are your tattoos? If, uh, if, if you're willing to share, of course. Sure. I mean, I have a, a lot. 
Um, but probably the ones you're seeing were the ones on like my forearm. I'm well, like showing I, the camera and none of the listeners can see, but we, uh, we don't, we don't need to talk about the one on your lower back. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. We'll leave that one out. Uh, I, I basically just have like a lot of traditional tattoos uh, uh, up and down my, my forearm. Like I have like a, a sacred heart, a few roses, uh, a rose of no man's land, a snake, a clipper ship, um, just a bunch of uh, traditional tattoo images. Um, the, the the main one that I, I like really love is the uh, Rose of No Man's Land, which is like the tattoo of like a of a nurse because my my mom's a nurse, so it, it has like a you know a bit of meaning there. Um, Very nice. But but most of the stuff is just like really traditional, mm. like classic tattoo images stuff um, because I just really like that style, and uh, that's that's the majority of my tattoos at least is is in that particular style. Sweet. Okay. Okay. My last, like, totally, fo- totally unrelated question: You have a? Do you have a cat by any chance? I swear. I I do. Like, well, yeah. I can see in the back of your webcam, like the little cat bed, because we have like the little igloo thing. Because I've got the same one downstairs. Oh, really? And my, I've got two cats, and they love it. They, they yeah. totally. Yeah, I have. I also have two cats. Uh, I got. I don't know if you got yours. Mine on Amazon. Ordered two of those things, and yeah, they they live in they live in them. Great, they love it. So okay, what are your cats' names? Uh, Mike and Ike. <laughs> <laughs> I love seeing this is this is the type of quality content that we're here for. You should hear Craig. <laughs> so okay, w- C- Craig has a cat, and I can't remember for the life. You can see it in the back on his sitting on his yeah, couch. Yeah, our right. cats actually look really similar. I'll see if I can. Yeah, for, for the YouTube listeners, this is why you should be watching YouTube because you get to see the cats. My cat's name <laughs> is Hammer Strength. Uh, that was the name. What well, we didn't name it, we we saved it. That's what I like to say. In other words, we got a really cheap cat at the shelter, and uh, <laughs> we're kind of heroes. And um, yeah, we name him. We named it's Hammer Strength, but we named it Hammy. It's a little easier, but full when he's in trouble, he's Hammer Strength. <laughs> I like it. That's adorable. Actually, so on one hundred percent of the episodes, he's been sleeping on that couch. So that's pretty interesting. That's the spot. Yeah, he has. Mine typically will show up at some point and walk across the desk and put their butt in the webcam. Uh, that's how we do? <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We got Arson the shelter too. Um, yeah, me too. Well, actually, one of them was born on. Uh, what was it exactly? My girlfriend's co-worker's doorstep. And then one of the other one was a shelter cat. But yeah, they were both, they are both, uh, rescues technically. Go to the shelter, saving money, saving lives. Yeah. And there's a lot of cats there too. Go get them. Oh, and they're so friendly usually. A a lot of them are at least. Yeah, Yeah. mine. Mine is. Mine the friendliest kitty. Yeah. It's because they don't want to be there. I mean, that's how... I think ours ours were friendlier at the shelter than they were when we got them home. Oh yeah, they're like, come on, get me out of here. Yeah, and I guess I'd, uh, before we move on from talking to you, I'd love to just mention, uh, like, kind of say thank you for your Discord, which I 
living basically i'm there all the time always lurking and learning and it's super fun like you guys are always keeping up with the meta the like i at first i was like okay this guy has his own discord a little little conceited but then i go in (laughs) and it's great yeah no the discord's really cool yeah i i honestly just like started it because i was like because people were asking, like, oh, do you have a Discord? Do you have a Discord? And so I was like, one day, like, yeah, okay, I'll make a Discord. And then tweeted it out a couple times. A, a bunch of people joined it. We've got a really good crew in there. Um, the vibes are pretty good. Everybody keeps up with the meta. It's pretty active. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I'm glad you've been enjoying it. It's cool. Oh, dude, your deck, link, like, every, every deck that I could ever want to play is in there. And they're, some of them are spicy. Some of them are meta. I love it. So, you know, maybe if some some of the listeners want in, it's kind of exclusive, but we might be able to <laughs> to pull some strings for you. Yeah, no, it's it's not that crazy. Um, I I'll, I'll probably I, I have I've had the the Discord link down for my stream for a while, but um, those just because we were getting some trolls, but I'll, it'll probably go back up soon. So you know, anybody who wants to hop in can. Cool, and man. and yeah, if if you really you know if, if anybody's like oh I can't get in or whatever, just just send me a, a DM. We'll, we'll get you in there. Yeah, Burns a nice guy. He's like true. similar to burnt toast. He's he's a hard hard exterior, but he's soft on the inside. <laughs> hey, is it true? Is it true that if you play with an all golden deck, that you uh, your win percent increases? It, it does. Yeah, yeah. It's it's also it's hard coded in the game, and it's it's also intimidates your opponents when you throw that gold coin out there. They don't know what to do about it. <laughs> and non golden snip snap. I hope. <clears throat> Anyway, <laughs> say some of the jokes are a hit, some of them are a miss. Um, anything else we want to ask Burnt before we move on to the news, Nate? Um, I don't think so. We got some news, a little news. Coronavirus is spreading through the nation, but first, let's get into Hearthstone. <laughs> Nate Wolf, Fino is playing wild. Craig is hyped, but you're on the scene, Nate. Give us the give us the latest scoop. Yeah, well, okay. I mean, this is it's interesting. I just think we are we have seen a little bit of interest in the wild uh, format recently. So Fino. Uh, tweeted earlier this week that I really wish people showed wild more love. I think I'm going to start streaming it more. I find it very interesting because it's um, unsolved and there's too many broken things you can do. Um, I just thought, I thought it was funny personally because um, I, I, from what I hear, he was talking about how that um, albatross cube lock that, Hijo Hijo's been playing. It was like a trash deck, and Hijo hit rank one legend with it, which is funny. And there's, there's always some kind of stupid drama going on in Wild Hearthstone. And I, I thought that was silly, but I am very happy overall to have more interest in Wild is always a good thing. And so when you have a kind of mainstream, well known Hearthstone player um, sh- showing the format some love, I think that's awesome. So 
Totally. That's cool. I mean, I, I don't think that there's a whole lot more to it than that. And I, I don't particularly want to uh, stir the pot as far as drama no, goes. No, I would very, like. No, I don't even <laughs> think there's like much drama there either. Like, I, oh, I, I don't, know that I don't either. He and, and Hijo have been like interacting and stuff in a, in a positive way. Like since then, I don't think it's even really a thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no. I think you're right. It's funny how uh, in standard, like, Fino, you know, you're never going to be, it's not going to be a news story that Fino's playing standard Hearthstone, but I think it is kind of a cool thing for us because that, I guarantee you, a hundred people tried wild, who hadn't tried before. Like, Fino has just 15, based on his tweet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He has 15,000 followers, not just his tweet, but his stream, too. People actually get to see what it is rather than this cryptic thing there that they're not sure like what to expect. So that's pretty cool to me. Totally. Hey, he's he's got the check mark next <laughs> to his name. I mean, that's super <laughs> Yeah. And then what we did leave out one part of his uh tweet which said PS unnerf Raza and I quickly <laughs> wanted to get Burnt's stance on this cuz I know it's very controversial. It's more controversial than I thought in the Hearthstone community cuz I just thought everyone wanted it unnerfed. But what do you think uh Burnt? Uh, well, so I honestly, like, didn't even, uh, play quite as heavily when Raza Priest was, like, a big thing. Uh, so I, I, I don't have, like, the same PTSD as everybody, <laughs> but, you know, like, I'm, I'm all for, like, powerful stuff, and, and, you know, if, if, the, the thing about, about it, you know, the argument for it is that, you know, uh, the format is so much faster now, you know, Reno... Quest Mage probably still goes under it a lot of the time, and it has Ice Block. Um, so, I don't know. I think it could be an interesting shake-up, and, like, I'm, I'm not afraid of, of broken things. Like, a lot of people hate the meta right now, but I'm I'm thoroughly enjoying it, so I, I, I'd be fine with it, personally. But, you know, I know that a lot of people are, uh, I guess, probably people who, you know, were tired of losing to that deck or <laughs> not too excited at that idea, but I'd be fine with it, personally. I think you it know, would be interesting. I wouldn't mind playing it too because I never got to play it. So you nice. know. it is it is a combo deck. I mean, they used to call it like Machine Gun Priest, mm-hmm. um, but I, I think that it was very at the time it felt very um, what's the word unfair. Uh, yeah, I mean, it felt like like unfair. It felt you know like it was a feels bad deck. But when fifty percent of the meta is some form of mage and all we're seeing, I mean, they're all high power decks in wild. That's what the format is. And so when I've got quest mage and all a bunch of bunch of mage decks a bunch of warlock decks some even shaman like it's nice to have something else and and frankly like i'd rather play against uh i'd rather play against that than against a bunch of big priest i mean oh yeah yeah so the thing is like maybe that deck is like you know really strong or whatever but what what really like triggers me when i you know in losing to a deck is when i feel like my opponent didn't really do anything. Like they just played Barnes on four, or they just like played the minions and went face or something. Like mm-hmm. that's what really bothers me. But when it, even with like something like Quest Mage, like it's 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 pretty feels pretty bad to lose to, but uh, it doesn't bother me as much because I feel like my opponent did something. You know, when they killed me. Yeah, I <laughs> like think... it wasn't just like super easy, and they, I just mm-hmm. lost. You know, I don't think you would <laughs> feel nearly as bad if it wasn't for the like the three turn thing or the two turn thing a lot of the time. Like, and that yeah. just feels bad because. Even though it is interactive getting to that point, it's uninteractive when they're actually doing their combo. But you could say the same thing about uh, Togwaggle Druid, for instance, except you're doing it all in in one turn, right? Like, it's different. You're not as powerful as them right now, but it is very similar. 
Yeah, I you know I I get why people don't don't like quest mage and stuff. Like it's not that it's not like a, a mystery to me or anything. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I it's it, it it doesn't it just doesn't like make me as angry to lose to as something like losing to Barnes and the Yashraj on four. You know. Yeah, <laughs> and quest mage is the ultimate. If you want to be a bad manners kind of guy, it is really easy to to be a jerk with that deck and take it's it. like kind of hard not to bm with that deck honestly like you have to like there because you can kill your opponent in like a hundred different ways and like usually you know and most of them are not the most efficient way so it's really easy to bm your opponent to deck death with that deck yeah oh my goodness so also yeah. we got xr has confirmed one of the unnerfs as a sludge sl sludge slurper the 2-1 murloc and shaman so we know what the year of the dragon card is i don't think this one caught many people by surprise uh that was the one yeah. that everyone was predicting really yeah well and this is this is like such a safe choice i feel like like who who is going to be upset about this unnerve like okay it's a 2-1 get a lackey overload i mean it's a good it's a it makes the card playable again um oh, yeah. But I don't think it's something where people are good. There's no. This is such a safe choice. So I don't know. It, I, I, it was, it was fine to me. Where it was like it, everyone was kind of like, oh, I didn't really see that one coming. You know, like, it didn't seem like a power outlier to me or something. You know, so that yeah. it, it makes a lot of sense that they would revert that, especially with shaman in the state that it is now. It you know nobody plays it at all. It's like basically unplayable. I think in standard. So mm -hmm. you know why this this one seems like a pretty easy one to revert, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, by the way, since, since we're on this topic, uh, do you have any predictions as far as what you think will be unnerved? Man, it's, it's so hard to say, but, <clears throat> um, I feel like Roz is up there for sure. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like it's not as far as like the, I can tell you what I don't think it is. And the, some people, you know, think it might be, I don't think it's going to be anything like uh, call to arms or giggling inventor uh, maybe maybe it could be like something like conjurers calling or like you know I, I don't expect them to do anything like super irresponsible though basically you know like yog seems very likely mm -hmm. um, uh, maybe Raza Raza's the one where I'm like hmm like will they do that or will they not do it you know what do you think um, of patches <clears throat> I think it would be a mistake um, but I would be interested to see what happens if they did it. Yeah. Oh, I can see that. <clears throat> it would seem weird because it's already playable. Right. Yeah. It, I I almost would say, like, it seems unlikely that they unnerf anything that sees play. Um, but, but honestly, yeah, I don't know. It, it's hard to say. Um, what Like, what else is on the table? Like, we already know, like, Dr. Boom is going to be a thing, right? <clears throat> they're That's gonna a, nerf dr boom yeah, yeah and that feels like another safe choice for me like i don't think there's all that many people playing it right now and i yeah. and i and i don't think that reducing it back to seven really hurts anything even when it even when it was seven it was getting cut in odd warrior some of the time so mm -hmm. like it's it's i think that one is totally fine to revert um <clears throat> Like that, that is not a, a power outlier in wild by any means. Like some of the things I've heard tossed around were uh, like, I heard that they might try to correct their biggest, like their worst nerf ever in Warsong Commander. But like, I don't see it. Like a few people I've talked to think it's possible and I just don't think like they can. 
That seems very unlikely, right? Like with just how much they've moved away from charge, that they would just be like, "Yeah, let's just have Horus on Commander again. <laughs> have it back." Yeah, that seems super unlikely to me. I think like extra because, like I was saying, I don't think they'd do anything super reckless like that. Extra arm, sure, I could see that. That's a possibility. I think that would be cool. I think that gives priest like uh, temple priest a little bit more, a <laughs> uh, little bit more. I was gonna say more legs, but more arms. <laughs> Give him a <Yeah>. hand. <laughs> All right, I'll stop. For I'll sure. stop. <laughs> it's a, it's a, yeah. I think it would be really good in in those decks, but like those those decks, um, I don't know. I don't think it's, that's going to be the thing that pushes those decks over the edge or anything like that. Like it'll be very good. It'll see some play. Uh, I don't imagine that like breaking the meta though. So I, I feel like if they were to revert that, I, it, this seems like a fairly safe thing to do. Well, I mean, they're in like a <clears throat> precarious position, right? Like it, everybody's, there's always going to be somebody who's unhappy. Right. And I think that you have to, if, if I'm Dean Ayala or blizzard or whatever, I have to be careful that whatever I revert the nerf on, isn't going to be something that, is going to destroy the, the player base, right? Or that everyone's going to be complaining about. Um, yeah. So I, I kind of feel like they're going to make a lot of safe choices, if you will. And maybe of the 10, there will be like one or two that are more controversial. Um, uh, Lou Rolfs in chat, he says Aviana. <laughs> yeah, not happening. <laughs> hey, you know what? As a, as a <clears throat> fellow combo druid player, like part of me would be super happy and part of me is like no don't do that <laughs> I, would, I, miss... I would be thrilled but like at the same time it's like you gotta like the, the whole problem with that was melon basically i think right like, well, yes yes because melon would pull <clears throat> the entire combo for you yeah and between ramp well and this is pre like wild growth nerf See, as well that is what i think yeah that's that that's that is a, a good a good thing to consider when you think about unnerfing aviana is that like druid as a whole has been unnerfed but i still think melon pulling the whole combo is going to be a little too good um because like <laughs> I, i'm playing it now it's fine like I, i've got to legend with it every single season like for the last like i don't even know how many months like it's it's still good so if like if you could do the whole combo for four mana, you know, again, that would just be, uh, I think it would be too good. I think. What do you that, think of, uh, oh, sorry, Craig, go for it. Yeah, thanks, man. I think that Wild Growth has a chance of being Hall of Famed and brought in with uh, that new two mana ramp spell that cares about dragons. Uh, I could see them Hall of Faming Wild Growth and bringing it into Wild again uh, at two mana. And I think that could be really good for, for the Druids right now because the Druids are just slightly underpowered. And I think that Wild Growth could really give it the shot in the arm it needs i would love to see that yeah i think it really misses it uh druid really misses wild growth like really hard i think it would be very fair for them to revert the nerf on one of the two big cards they nerfed either wild growth or nourish if they reverted either of those i think uh it would it would help druid quite a bit i don't think you would want to re revert both of them i guess but it seems very fair to revert one of them i agree i mean <clears throat> We, we had this conversation a long time ago, and I think the devs were talking about, you know, quote unquote, class identity. And, you know, each class has its own kind of special thing. And traditionally, Druids has been Mana Ramp. And then, and like, as, as part of the class identity, and then Mana Ramp gets nerfed um, repeatedly. And I, 
there's a trade-off for it though, right? Because instead of playing a minion on two, I'm playing wild growth on two. And do I get mm -hmm. a bonus from it? Yeah. Um, and is it good? Like, do I care about drawing it late game? Cause I get to draw a card. No, that's cool too. But to make it three mana is like, it's not worth it anymore. Cause you get too far behind. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you'd just rather play Jade Blossom at that point, I think, because at least it gives you a token. It feels worse to draw later on, but yeah. And biology. Um, but that's project. the thing. Is Druid really wants to ramp. Like we just, we just like, um, you know, we're we're running biology project, which is you know probably not most efficient way to do it. You, you know, we saw it back in you know the the days of you know when we all were playing Psych Melon and stuff. We just wanted to get to ten as fast as possible. But really, it's kind of a sketchy uh, card to play some of the time. You have to be careful with how you play it. So, but you know that's how bad Druid wants to ramp to where we're willing to, to you know to run that. Um, so yeah, I think it would it would be really nice if we had some kind of like good ramp again. Biology. That reminds me, I was I was watching Raffle stream last week, and he was playing Astral Communion Druid. It was just beautiful. Yeah, four mana, <laughs> discard your hand. Is that discard your hand? Gain ten mana. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, biology project would be such a cooler card if it let you go to eleven for the turn. Like it would make the deck so good. I feel. Whoa. Yeah, that would be that would be crazy. Unfortunately, there, there's just so many different things you could do if you could go to eleven mana. There's the one way with that new neutral minion. <laughs> What is it called? Uh, can you actually go to eleven mana? Well, you with, can't go to a you can't mana go, saber. You can't go to eleven, but you can essentially go to eleven, where you'd have to use a little bit of mana first. But like, you could play oh. Aviana and then attack with the mana, mana saber, saber and go up to okay. one. So like, mm. there is a possibility, but again, is it good? Probably not. Innervate's probably just better in that can, scenario. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because, so, you know, you can't remove an Innervate that easily. <laughs> There's yeah. one card in the game that does it. And it's, so uh, essentially, your combo doesn't change at all. I mean, like, what did your deck lose? I mean, I guess we'll get into it in a little bit. But with, with the old nerfs, um, the combo's still the same. You just have to add Innervate to it now, right? When we didn't have to before. Yeah. That's yeah, pretty huge. much. Well, <clears throat> the, the thing about... Uh, my particular list is, I think it's, if if we had unnerfed Aviana, I think it's just like dramatically less efficient to be running all the extra minions uh, for like the Starliner and stuff. Um, but with the, since since we have to play two melons to get the full combo anyway, it's, it's not as much of a setback as it seems like. Yeah, sometimes you whiff on the Azelina or, you know, the seven drop that you want. But um, yeah, it's uh, it, it it didn't really when 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 my particular deck was nerfed, uh, it, it was it was being played totally differently. Like you still just ran uh, there there was a player. I, I basically took the idea from a player named Slugcat, and his list was mm -hmm. basically like your typical you know Starliner, you know Togwaggle Druid or whatever, you know e either or, but combine the two. It ran Mediv and it ran uh, uh, and Starliner, so it was like it had it had two eight drops and two seven drops. Um, where now we run the the Kraken, or some people run uh, Elysiana, which is funny, but I, I think it's a little. I, I personally don't like running Elysiana because it's it's so much to do 
on the turn you combo, you like you go off, you like discover five cards, and then you take their deck, and then you like figure out what to do with their hand. It's just like so many things to do. Yeah, um, it's so anti-intuitive to uh, <laughs> to pick the worst card quickly. Like you're so used to picking the best yeah, card. Yeah, it's really weird. It's really it's super fun for sure, but I I don't I. I I don't, I don't really like it See, that much. The ver- already, you already have so many things to do. The version I was playing back in the day before the nerfs was, uh, it was similar to the the lists I guess now, but it wasn't playing Starliner. It was just Avionicoon and uh, Togwaggle, and it was just playing trash cards that were meant to draw through your deck and keep you alive basically generate armor and keep you alive and then you didn't have to wait till your deck was close to empty you would just give you weren't even playing the death knight because you just wanted to give yeah. them a really bad deck as fast as possible that was before the aviana nerf right yeah and that was so yeah. good yeah that, that 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 sort of build was kind of interesting it's just something that doesn't really exist anymore uh but it was, yeah, it was crazy how fast it was with Psych Melon, where you're just like, nope, I don't want to run Seeds, I don't want to run the Death Knight, I don't want to give them anything good, I just want to play a Melon and take their deck and not give them anything good, you know? <laughs> it's just so gross. Yeah, I think you were yeah, playing awesome. Jade Golems in that de- or uh, Jade Blossom in that deck just to ramp up fast. Like, yeah, it was just like all the ramp, all, you know, whatever draw cards you, you can fit in there. Like, I don't know if you ran UI or not. Maybe some, some of them did, some of them didn't. But yeah, I, I remember there was even this one guy who just played like, um, uh, what's the what's the card that's in the Linecracker Druid that gains you armor equal to the attack? Earthen Might. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah Earthen, Earthen uh, is it Earthen Skills or Earthen Might? Yeah, but that Scales, one, he, he was just running that. So he just like, it, it wasn't very good if you gave it to your opponent, but you know if like you combo and you hit Coon with it or something, I'm like that's pretty Gross. sweet, right? Gross. I forgot about Linecracker Druid. That, is that still possible? Or I guess yeah, no, no, no. Someone it's, just it's kind of seeing a resurgence right now. I yeah. saw I I <laughs> saw someone tweet about it the other day, and I took a screenshot because I wanted to do it. Um. Uh, Time to put plate breakers in our decks, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was uh, BM King. <laughs> That's so funny. You're gonna have yeah, to send me that list line, later. Line cracker druid. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, <laughs> it. Um, maybe. Well, I think sometime around last season, there was a dude on the China server who got like top ten legend with a line cracker mechathune druid, and we've seen a bunch of people play that since then. Um. And I actually played a little bit last season. I think I it was the deck that I, I climbed into like the top fifties on Asia with. It's like pretty good if you if you just queue into like stuff like Darkest Hour and it's like you know it can beat stuff like Secret Mage and it struggles with Quest Mage, but um, it's it's actually not that bad. Um, and you know if you if you get to the point where you can do the line cracker combo against something like Reno Quest Mage, is a little slower. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know they're they're never beating that. Like nothing ever beats that. And then you just Mechathune them a couple turns later. I think BM King doesn't even run the Mechathune. No, yeah, no, it's it's not in his list. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, what what I like, and I've been, uh, I mean, I try to follow you know Tempo Storm and Vicious Syndicate and rank star and all that stuff but um i think i've been following the chinese meta report more closely lately and the thing that's really impressed me is that they've got versions of all of our decks but they're so uh so much more diverse it feels like i mean they could take 
an archetype and it's relatively the same, but they've got, you know, five different builds of it. And people are, there's so many players um, on the China server that like they're hitting legend with everything under the sun. And what's fun is to take one of their kind of off meta decks, bring it to NA or wherever you're playing and, and play it. And people are like, what the heck are you playing? Uh, (laughs) Well, you can surprise your opponent though. When they don't, when you play something they don't see coming, uh, I've been thoroughly entertained by, um, I don't know these these more well Reno Reno Quest Mage or Reno Secret Mage was one that you were really enjoying. Yeah, I was crazy, and I went what was it eighteen and four or twenty and four or something crazy like that. I mean, it was just it's fun to mess with people. It was it was entertaining. Yeah, not bad. No, there that's really interesting. Uh, you know, with how many more people they have over there, what you know, what happens with the with the meta. Um, it's cool to see their lists and stuff and they're you know very experimental like uh for some reason they run a lot of one ofs you know a lot of the time and just i don't know you see a lot of really off the wall um stuff coming from over there uh which is interesting Mm -hmm. because you 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 kind of expect it to be like you know with how much more of a population they have over there you would almost expect things to be like really refined looking and stuff but then you see these decks with like a bunch of one ofs and I don't know, it just raises a lot of questions. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> hey, Burnt Casual Friday says hi. Okay. There he is. <laughs> Your greatest fan. Awesome. So moving, moving on, uh, we've been getting these cryptic messages sent from all these different streamers and personalities and Hearthstone, all of them basically referring to a storm coming. And uh, alongside with that, Hearthstone's said that on March 17th, they're going to be sharing more than they have ever shared before, which is huge hype. And I like it, it seems like they must be doing something crazy if they're willing to say something like that, because it's not like Hearthstone to hype up an announcement that much. So I'm extremely excited for next week when we can really figure it out. But do you guys have any theories what we're what we're going to be looking at? And do you think Wild's involved at all? Because maybe that explains why Fino has been jumping in the water. So thoughts, guys. Uh, let's start with well, uh, you, Nate. I thought it was interesting. Like when, so I don't know if you can see the screen. We've got a little picture. They've got an animated GIF, and people were looking at it, and I think people's first reaction is like, oh my God, it's a Naga. And then people were saying, no, 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 no. In the picture, it's it's Murgle and Medivh and Lunala is who we're seeing in the picture. So um, I don't know. I think Hearthstone lately has had this trend of <clears throat> getting away from WoW lore a little bit and creating their own narrative. And so I would not be surprised at all if it's just something like off the off the wall, brand new. Um, whereas... Uh, Where's Eve Martin when we need her, right? Exactly. <laughs> um, so here's, so I put on the screen now, there's all these different messages that were sent to various streamers and personalities. And me personally with like zero wow lore um, background, like I don't know what any of this stuff means. Can you hear the thunder? The storm is closing in. Darkness looms upon the garden. A storm draws near. Darkness descends. The darkness draws near. A decade cementing storm is coming. A storm approaches and murgle, 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 murgle. <laughs> I think they might be writing a song. Hear me out here. <laughs> Can you hear the thunder? 
The storm is coming in. See what I mean? Like it's, it writes itself, guys. I think that they might be starting a band. I can see it. I wasn't at the summit, yeah. but I'm sure of it. Oh my god! Well, I yeah, no, I remember watching at BlizzCon. Isn't there a, bla- a band called like Plague of Murlocs or something like that? God, what is that? What are they called? Well, I don't know, but it uh, should be the Plague of Crags. Yeah, well, I think you. I, we've got us. That's the. That's got to be like the song at the end of the next show, right? <laughs> yeah. Next week, Ixar's gonna. gonna he's gonna know. Uh, anyway, um, so what do you think, Burnt? We didn't really ask you. Like, what? What do you? What do you think is coming? Uh, you know, I, I'm not an expert on lore by any means whatsoever. So I can't, I can't make a lot of assumptions based on that, but just based on, you know, the fact that they're saying stuff like, oh, it's going to be, you know, we're going to be talking about more than we've ever, you know, talked about before. Like you have to at least assume there's something, you know, some sort of significant change coming. How much, I, I don't know. It's hard to say. Um, but you know, I, at least something big, right? Maybe some like a significant change to the uh, the classic set. Maybe is ideas that have been bouncing around. Maybe you know, uh, maybe the wild nerfs are going to be even crazier than we're expecting, or the unnerfs, or I don't know, just something like that. Like I feel like there's got to be at least something that like fairly significant, you know. Otherwise, why would they be uh, you know tweeting like this? Because you know, if it's just like another announcement. They're going to get a lot of crap for it right so it'll be interesting so so two things something new that we've been trying right is to do this show live on twitch record it for youtube and so we have the benefit of twitch chat on the side and so i've got um casual friday saying hey by the way he said that references the eye of Azshara, uh which i think is some wild lore uh i have no Mm -hmm. idea what that is but but i would be interested to learn more about that um so we'll see it. Uh, so on March 17th, what, what's interesting is they're going live on uh, both Twitch and YouTube, which I thought was kind of funny because we saw them like get away from Twitch for a little while to YouTube only. And now they're doing both. Uh, yeah. So that'll be interesting. But um, so Brian Kibler will kick off our massive reveal showcase stream with Hearthstone game director Ben Leal. And then they're going into their plans um, <clears throat> with game designers Chad Nervik and Dean Ayala. Quote, unquote, we're going to share more than we ever have before. Um, so you'll know what's coming next to the tavern in 2020 and beyond. So who knows? I mean, I, I'm, I think the one thing that I'm not uh, holding my breath for is any sort of tournament mode. I, I unfortunately <laughs> think that that's probably dead in the water. As cool as that yeah. would be. Um, but who knows? Uh, maybe they've got some, um, I don't know, maybe I, I think there's certain things that the community has been asking for for a long time that are maybe controversial, like, hey, can we get old card backs? Hey, can we get old stuff that's not available anymore? Old heroes? Can we, um, you know, can we buy dust? Can we buy gold? Can we, you know, maybe maybe something um there's there's definitely been people saying uh like the people that were at the summit I, i'm not going to name names here but there's been people at the summit saying not to open your packs they've been saying to hoard packs right now that you'll regret opening uh the packs you were in right now so oh. i'm not sure what that means but that is something i've heard from a couple sources that if you get card packs from tavern brawl or whatever you should consider not opening them right now 
That sounds like changes to classic set, right? That and that could be it. And <clears> they <throat> weren't specific about the set. They they just said packs, but they might have assumed that we're not buying the latest expansion or whatever. But huh. definitely they said don't open your packs right now, which makes me wonder if uh if maybe dust is going to be included in packs now or some or wild cards for instance like if you open a duplicate epic are you going to get uh, epic wild cards something like that but mm. i've i've been told by a few people that the free to play is going to be a better experience and i've been told that not to open packs so when i put those two things together i have to assume that our packs are going to be worth more uh for, than what they are now I think something that we had talked about with Danny um, a couple weeks back, and I don't remember if it was on air or off air, but it was just the idea of um, like if you've played MTGA, how in packs you can open up these quote unquote wild cards um, where, hey, this is good for any legendary or this is good for any epic or this is good for any rare, something like that to make um, crafting easier. I don't know. It'd be, it'd be interesting. Um, and I think the other thing is people have been saying for a long time, if you're really interested in shaking up the meta, um, the idea of having a classic set that never rotates is a little problematic. I think, you know, right now we're seeing Leroy Jenkins in almost every standard deck or 50% plus of standard decks. Mm -hmm. And so the idea of rotating like the core set might be interesting as well. Yeah. Totally. One one thing that I thought maybe I don't know. This is just like pure pure speculation, but something that we've seen recently that they've been doing that they've never done before is they had uh, new pack types. Um, yes. They had the mage pack mm -hmm. types, and they had the I think it was just year of the dragon pack types. Is that mm -hmm. what it was? Yeah. Um, which is something we've never seen before, right? So maybe you know maybe whatever they're announcing has something to do with like. Uh, you know, you new unique pack types potentially. Um, I don't, I don't know. Um, it seems like a possibility. Maybe if they're gonna, you know, it's something they've already done. It might be something they're doing more of in the future. Um, yeah, I really hated that mage pack type thing. <laughs> yeah, I, only... I got total garbage from it, but I yeah, think I they... mean, it wasn't a good value, but it's interesting at least, right? Yeah, the value was terrible. But when they posted it, they I, I, and maybe this is me reading into it too much, but they had said something about, "Hey, check this out. We've got a mage only pack. This is the first of our class exclusive packs, or something like they they worded it in a way that made me think, oh, you know, maybe they'll have other class exclusive packs later. Yeah, yeah, man. yeah. It sounds like there's something that they're experimenting with. You know, whether or not that's part of you know their you know big announcements next week, I, I don't know. I definitely can't say, but. You know, it, it is, you know, kind of something that they've been uh, seem to have been experimenting with lately. So, yeah, uh, either way, next week should get or I guess it's four days from now, really five days from now. It should be a huge announcement. Like there's no way they're hyping it up this big to uh, to not deliver. So I'm pretty excited. And a lot of reputable people are saying how incredible this is. And a lot of them I can't imagine. Like I've heard some of these guys poo-poo all over blizzard so the fact that they're also getting behind the hype makes me think that we're in for a treat hopefully or that a... they're getting paid no <laughs> i don't think so That's... i'm joking i'm joking yeah sorry. no it's you know what nate i've told you about joking on this podcast i don't take to it 
I don't like it. Well, am I kicked off already? Fast. <laughs> Last time you started on episode two, this time you're done on episode two. <laughs> anyway, so that's fun to speculate about, but next week we're going to be just going crazy talking about it. So I'm super pumped for that. And uh, your Discord's going to be <clears throat> off the hook, Burnt. Yeah, it'll, it'll be exciting for sure. Let's so it's next, day. yeah. So it's next Tuesday. You know, it, okay. So it'll be interesting because unfortunately we've got all of this, um, like coronavirus stuff going around, and yeah. it's terrible. It's it's scary. We were chatting earlier about how, um, like everybody's hoarding toilet paper, and you can't. But I don't know. A lot of people are trying to work from home, and it actually may increase their viewership because people are going to be at home instead of at work. Yeah. I mean, we're already seeing that on Twitch a little bit. Like, you know, there's a lot more people uh, watching. Um, there's definitely a lot more people playing the, than there there usually is. So Yeah, even today, uh, Rotted, yeah. Zombie, Rotted Zombie was streaming uh, this morning, <laughs> and that's not, uh, you know, not normal. So it was pretty cool. It's pretty cool to see more people... Uh, come out coming out but do you think nate are you insinuating that hearthstone is spreading the coronavirus to <laughs> up their viewership numbers allegedly no i i'm not saying that okay. <laughs> that's all a conspiracy man <laughs> oh god that's we're gonna get in trouble for this all right <laughs> just gonna stop all right let's talk about let's talk about this tog druid that you brought because okay. i okay so i but i Oh, do you have a bumper for this, Craig? Um, yeah, right here. <laughs> Deck of the week. Deck of the week. Deck of the week. Wow. That I'm was so live, sorry. folks. That was incredible. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, okay. So I got this list from you, and I tried it, and I'm so, like, you're going to have to explain this because I, for the, for the life of me, like, I, uh, I I need some professional help. That's all. <laughs> okay, yeah, and he sure. also needs help with the deck. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go over it since it's on the it's on the screen. But for those of you who can't see it, two uh, two innervates, <laughs> two biology projects, two uh, lesser Jasper spellstone, two ferocious howl, two jade blossom, archmage Vargoth, two branching paths, two juicy psych melons, two oaken summons, two poison seeds. One Zoldrak Ritualist, two Spreading Plagues, Azalina Soul Thief, Malfurion, the Pestilent, Overflow, Starliner, King Togwaggle, North Sea Kraken, Avelina, and Coon the Forgotten King. So, yeah. I, I mean, I understand that this is a Togwaggle deck, and so the base combo, right, is Aviana, Innervate, and then Togwaggle, Azalina. But can you explain to me, like, okay... How does Starliner and North Sea Kraken fit in? And do you always want to as Alina? Because sometimes you don't, right? Um, yeah. So basically, uh, the general idea is that it's a Togwaggle deck with the board clear built into the combo. Uh, although sometimes the Starliner combo is just better and what you want to do. Um, like for example, versus aggro, that's what's going to win you the game more than stealing their deck a lot of the time. So, like, if you're, you know, if you if you starliner an aggro deck, uh, a lot of times you don't 
want to even take their deck and give them the possibility of them top decking poison seeds next turn because you're just mm -hmm. going to win after that right like they they may they, a lot of times they're just going to concede but the best they can do is like you know play a minion or you know try to play a taunt or something and then you have like you know 30 30 worth of stats on the board you're just going to kill them um but it's it's uh it's a combination of that and just like it, against a control deck or any slower deck you want to actually steal their deck in their in their hand and everything um and the the starliner helps sometimes in those situations where you've fallen behind on board you know maybe your your opponents you know got a, got a pretty uh, impressive board you know they've got an Alganis or you know they've got whatever it is and you are able to completely swing the board in your favor and steal their deck uh you know with the full with the full combo and uh yeah a lot of people don't like running the star aligner package which i think is totally fair uh because it does it's uh there's definitely no denying that it, it makes the the deck you know slightly less efficient because Psych Melon doesn't always get Azelina. You're not always going to be able to seal their deck after playing, you know, mm -hmm. one Melon as long as you've drawn a 10-drop. Uh, but um, the amount of times that it, it, it also bails you out um, is, is pretty significant, I think. And um, uh, it, it's not as, it doesn't slow you down as much as you would think because uh, a lot of times you do draw one of those 7s or one of those 10s. Um, or you just get both the melons, you know, and, and you if if you're if you draw your combo off of melons only, you need both of them anyway. Um, so it doesn't it doesn't slow you down as much as you would as much as you would think it does. But it uh, yeah, it's 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 also just a lot of fun. Like I like the the huge board swing that comes with it. Yeah. Um, but that's 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 the basic idea, though. It's it's just at its at its very like. Uh, Simplest, it's just a tog waggle deck that has a, a board built into the combo. Yeah. Um, and you, I guess you kind of want to decide case by case if you want to actually steal their deck or not. But a lot of times you definitely just Azalina them because you probably just played your entire hand a lot of, if you just comboed them. So yeah, yeah. might as well just take their hand too and see if you can do anything with it. Well, yeah, it's nice to get that <clears throat> extra value too if they're holding minions in their hand and you're getting all their minions cost one one mana after Aviana's on the board. Like, There's a few things about this deck that I really like... That really frustrated me, like Secret Mage. I don't know like, how do you do against Secret Mage with this deck. It's rough, right? Yeah, it's um, well, it's not as bad as you would think. Uh, one of the more recent things I've been doing is playing uh, Overflow and like extra ramp and stuff. And like Overflow is really good in that matchup. Um, a lot of the times, you just fatigue them is how you win. Mm -hmm. uh, but if you do. If you do manage to get the combo off, uh, a lot of times you have to go through their explosive runes and their potion of polymorphs first. Um, so, yeah, yeah. counter spell of course as well. Yeah, and uh, that's one of the things that I, people might not see right away is you can you can you know just jam a North Sea Kraken, deal four damage or something, and it soaks up a, a secret, um, and mm. then you know you can still just tog waggle them if if you manage to actually get to that point. Um, so the extra minions can be helpful sometimes in that regard, and also uh, they're it's it's nice if you know you get dirty ratted, your hand isn't just all critical combo pieces. You know you get a, a Starliner or a North Sea Kraken uh, or even a Coon dirty ratted, you can you can still combo a lot of the time. <clears throat> Something I find really interesting that 
I guess it's been over the course of the last, I want to say about six months, correct me if I'm wrong, but it feels like most Druid decks have went from playing three four drops in the deck. Like, it used to be you'd play Vargoth and you would play two of the uh, the big taunt boys, but now mm-hmm. it seems like almost every Druid deck I play that has the Oaken Summons package has went down to two Okens and Vargoth and the three nine. And sometimes Hucklebot, but usually the three nine. So it's yeah. in- it's interesting to see that. Do you find that that's just more refined? It gives you a better chance at the high rolls with with Vargoth. Like what what's the theory behind that? Um, I think it's a lot of things. I think it frees up space in the deck to put because I mean the the lists are like fairly tight. Um, it, so it frees up one more spot. It does make it uh, more likely for you to get that high roll because if you haven't drawn any your your four drops and you play Oaken Summons, it's a 50-50 instead of a 1-3. So that's obviously nice. Um, I think a, a, at least if we're talking about um, Togwaggle decks specifically, the version that runs Geppetto instead of the Starliner package uh, it's better to not have as more minions in the deck, I think. So that that's another part of it. Uh, you're more likely to get a good a good minion off of Geppetto if you you know you don't have another ritualist in your deck or something because you know you, you didn't draw both Oaken summons or whatever. So I, I think it's a lot of things, um, but uh, I think it mostly just frees up a little bit of extra space, and uh, it's sort of been determined that you don't absolutely need to run three, although it, it can be nice. Maybe I think it makes more sense in like a Jade Druid or something, like something that always wants to make sure that we're getting that Oaken Summons value. But for something sense. with a lot of combo pieces, then it makes a little little more sense, I think, to uh, to have just two targets. Yeah, even the so, Jade Druid I've been... Pl- oh, sorry, Nate. But even <clears throat> no, the Jade Druid I've been playing... Uh, do you remember the player, Nate, of the Jade Druid that I, list that I have? You you mentioned it to me the other day. Anyway, it's not super important. I, get, I feel bad. But I get most of my lists from um, Hijo Hijo. I think so that might be who it probably... is because this list is playing only uh, one Vargoth and one Zuljin <clears throat> Ritualist as well. And uh, mm. I just it feels really good because a lot of the times too, like the second Dokken summons is fine as gain six armor. Yeah. A lot of the time, you know, like a lot of the time, that's what you need against against aggro. So anyway, I just wanted to mention that quickly because I just a year ago when I was like first super invested into wild, you never saw only two minions being uh, being put in the deck, two four drops, and now it mm-hmm. seems like more commonplace. So I'm, I appreciate you answering that one. Sure. Hey, so is there a is there a trick to like I always seem to draw. Vargoth and Ritualist <laughs> before I get uh, Oaken Summons. So how do you not do that? You just have to have an all gold deck, or what? What's the? Trick? You just really have to hone your skills. You know, like <laughs> you know, practice makes perfect. Just you know, really, you know, it it really helps when you focus on that sort of thing. And um, I don't know. I I'm, I'm sure if, if you worked on it though, you'll you'll eventually get there. So my game plan for this, like. I mean, essentially, right, is early game ramp, not mm-hmm. die, draw your cards, and then combo off. I mean, I'm making it sound simple, but... I that mean, that essentially... really is kind of all there is to it, uh, especially against, like, uh, some aggro decks. Is, is that's, That really is the, the plan, because, uh, you know, 
there, I don't think there's a single aggro deck that ever recovers from getting Starlinered. <clears throat> it, it's you, you almost never Starliner for lethal unless your opponent is at like 11 health or something. Uh, but but th there's not a single aggro deck that's going to come back after you Starliner them. You always win from that point. Um, there's just nothing an aggro deck can do from you clearing their board and putting that much stats on the board. So that that really kind of is the plan. Just like don't die. And, uh, and and Starliner your opponent, at least against aggro. But mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. I think one of the things that makes this deck uh, <clears throat> tough tough to pick up is that Biology Project is a really hard card to learn. I find myself mm -hmm. getting better with it, but I still punt games because sometimes it's really tempting to play Vargoth into uh, Biology Project on turn five. And like sometimes I'm sure it's right depending on the matchup and the contexture of my hand, but mm -hmm. but like I know that I've messed up with that card very <laughs> badly a few times where I've just given my opponent way too many resources. So I know it's definitely case by case, but do you have any uh, wisdom to offer to us in our science project here? <laughs> Uh, it's well, I mean, you kind of already have like the general idea. It's it's super dependent on your your hand and also the matchup. Uh, you know, it, a lot of times, you know, people look dumb. They just play a biology project on one. But if you have a, a Oaken Summons and a Poison Seeds in your hand, you're going to get to Oaken Summons on two. And then you can poison seeds, you know, whatever they do with all their extra mana. So like you're, you, it's probably fine to buy a project on one in, in those cases. But yeah, like it, it is very dependent on your hand. You want to either you want to have a plan with what you're going to do with that mana. You don't want to just be like, okay, my hand isn't doing that much. Let's just you know ramp us to, to like two additional mana. Like that's that's going to be a bad idea. But if you if you have a plan for what you want to do, or at least a general idea, like if you have melon, if you have uh, you know, just like different things you need. Like maybe you have a, it's early, you have a bio project in the overflow, you know, you're, you, maybe that's a good time to do it. But um, yeah, you just kind of have to think about how the game's going to play out from that point, basically, bef before you do it, because it is a little risky giving your opponent extra mana, obviously. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. Is, there, is, is there anything like, <clears throat> I guess, is there anything about this deck that is not evident by looking at the list like some some hidden combo or some some trick to it that uh we're not aware of aside from pulling the magic oaken summons into vargoth but um i mean honestly it it's pretty straightforward um for the most part uh you you kind of like 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 you said you kind of just want to try to get to your combo and you know go from there um you know, always always look for lethal with Starliner if that's a possibility. If you're if your opponent's getting low, you know, and you know maybe you, if you hit him in the face a few more times, you might actually have lethal. You know, when you when you Starliner them, you know, look out for stuff like that. But um, it, it's it's like relatively straightforward actually. It can be kind of intimidating, I guess, but it's really not not uh, there's not a ton of tricks it has up its sleeve. What is the right play with branching paths? I find myself confused sometimes. Like, hey, do I draw? Do I armor? I mean, it depends a lot on your hand and and the matchup. Um, if you if you have something like Psych Melon or Overflow in your hand, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I probably wouldn't draw off of it because <laughs> well. that's, that's going to be doing all, like all of your drawing for you basically. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but if, you know, if you don't have those cards, you probably want to be digging with your branching path for those cards. Um, uh, but also you have to think about like, are, am I facing a secret mage? Like, do I value my life total more than my, more than card advantage? Um, and uh, a lot of the times, especially against like stuff like secret mage and like quest mage, you kind of just do want to take the armor off of it because that gives them a harder time, uh, you know, actually killing you all at once in the case of like quest mage or just like killing you in general against secret mage. A secret right. mage is kind of the one where card advantage actually kind of does matter uh, a little more. You you want to make sure you can get to your Malfurions and your overflows and stuff. So if you don't have that kind of stuff, maybe you do want to draw. But obviously the armor helps a lot against them as well. I love just armoring up, armoring <laughs> up, letting them play their weapon and then just fatiguing them. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's so like it's great. It's great. It, it's so funny because it, that, the matchup used to be really easy uh, before flak mage, because once you spreading plague them, they usually could never come back from it. But now that they have flak mage, you, you have to be very careful about when you spreading plague because that it is kind of your win condition all of the time. Uh, against them, if they get an Alunith up at least, because you know if they can't get through that, they're gonna die. Like eventually, they have to get through it really quickly. Um, but uh, yeah, it's <laughs> uh, Flak Mage is a that's that's that that really hurt the matchup quite a bit. I think. Yeah, I could hear the well, pain in your voice talking about Flak Mage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that deck it just hurts. has so much synergy. The the Secret Mage, but yeah. Just interesting. We saw Ixar playing it um, on Twitter a couple days ago, or last week, or whenever that was. Yeah, and he has played it in the past too. I don't know if you guys were caught on to that, but there was a lot of maybe I want to say like three, four, five months ago, something like that. We there was a lot of you know me and a lot of friends were queuing into him in Legend playing Secret Mage. I think he was tweeting about it at that time too. There's actually an interview that came out just recently, and I. For the life of me, I can't remember where it was, but he's on record, this is a week ago, saying that Secret Mage is his favorite deck in all of Hearthstone. So that might not be. We were going to talk about it last week, and I think we cut it. I think I cut it from the show notes, but when you launch uh, the Hearthstone client or the Blizzard client, there was an article there that was, it was all of the the Hearthstone devs' favorite wildcards. Oh, and, and he I was think a lunatic, his, right? his was a lunatic. That's yeah. what it yeah. was. So that might explain a little something, something here. We need a cloud <laughs> prince, guys. I just think it'd be great for standard. <laughs> it's seen yeah. little play in standard. Oh my god! So I have a quick. Yeah, I definitely saw that and saw a lot of people making a fuss about you know Secret Mage being his favorite deck. And everyone's like, oh, well, this just explains everything, you know. That's so funny. The deck is not. I, I mean. Never mind. We're gonna stir up the we're gonna stir up a bunch of yeah, trouble again. Let's not do it. The deck the deck's not perfect, but let's let's leave that we, for another day. Uh, we love you, Rod. We'll let you talk about it in the in the in the song later, Nate. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, I have a quick question. Um, when it comes to innervate, is do, are you playing conservatively with the first innervate, or are you just throwing it out and hoping to draw the second one? Uh, it, well, okay, it depends a lot on the matchup, but generally, yeah. Uh, if if I'm facing, like, a pirate warrior and, you know, Innervate is going to let me 
uh, play Jade Blossom on two, so I can Oaken Summons on four, then yeah, I'll I'll do it then. But uh, th there's you know then you're also kind of risking bottom decking your second one, which is very which feels very bad yeah. uh, when you have everything in your hand except for that last Innervate. Um, but a lot of time in a matchup like like Pirate Warrior or or even like Secret Mage, like a lot of times you're not beating them by by comboing. Uh, then you can be more liberal with them because uh, you know maybe you're not winning with the combo. You know, just surviving is more important. Uh, so, like against a slower deck, though, I'm I, I'm I'm holding that innervate unless I don't have a choice. Basically, you're treating okay. it like a combo piece at that point. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Or you know, unless you, you draw the other one, then you can just play it. But it was um, very not intuitive for me that I play <clears throat> Azalina at ten. And then playing Innervate will get me an extra mana because typically you can't go above 10, right? He meant Aviana. So, I'm sorry, right. what did I say? Oh, did I say Azelina? I'm sorry, yeah. Aviana. So so you play, I'm sorry, playing Aviana on 10, so you have zero mana crystals, that Innervate will get you an extra one even though you typically can't do 11, right? Yeah, well, it's, I guess it's just because like you're at zero at that point, so it just gives you one more. Um, right, well, right. I mean, something to, I guess to to keep in mind that I didn't think of when you're asking me about like you know little you know tricks you might have up your sleeve, but uh, if you get Coon ratted, um, you can still combo if you have Innervates and Biology projects because you just play your Aviana and you just play a bunch of Innervates and Biology projects. And oh then my goodness! Yeah. Deck. I've hmm. conceded. I've conceded games losing Coon when the only out was the combo. And I yeah, you don't need that. it. You don't. You don't need it as long as you know. Because it, it is, uh, it's less of a board swing when you do it like that. Because you don't have coon, you, you don't have as much mana to work with, obviously. Um, but yeah, you can still totally do it as long as you have at least one innervate, and then uh, the the biology projects are just like innervates. Once you've played uh, one innervate, because you can't you can't go down to zero mana and play biology project. But if you have an innervate, then you know you can those additional mana as well that's really cool i would never have thought of that <clears throat> like i've been in that situation i'm sure and just conceded <laughs> yeah definitely something to look out for sure that's awesome wow we i i don't know i feel like me and nate are gonna be trying this deck out later so hopefully hopefully we learned enough to not <laughs> totally embarrass ourselves we, we may have to rope you in i don't know yeah, sure. Hit me up, guys. I'm I'm down. Uh, yeah, no. I, I mean, I hope you guys have fun playing it. I, you know, it's it's one of the only decks that I haven't. You know, I play I played a, a lot of different stuff and keep going back to this. So I think there's definitely uh, it's definitely pretty fun for me at least. So this is what you use on your legend climb, is that right? Uh, yeah. I mean, I've the majority of the time. Yeah, I think I I play on like I play on all the servers, and I think I for the last like like six or seven months or something i at least hit legend on one server with this um and then whatever else is usually just like flavor of the month like snip snap or you know lately it's been reno quest major quest major right but yeah yeah the, this is this is a very uh consistently uh yeah legend deck for like the last several metas very cool um so anything else to ask about this deck before we uh, start to wrap up here? I don't know. I I mean, I think I just need more practice with it. There's <clears> some, <throat> some some decks, 
I think almost play themselves a little bit where you don't uh, Craig and I have been playing this uh, like token druid um, or Craig's been calling it turbo druid is essentially like a token deck with Embiggens in it. Mm-hmm. Um, just super fun to get a z- zero mana five, five patches. Uh, yeah, absolutely. But what, what I think what I love about it is that it's, um, it's so easy to play. Like you don't really have to think about. It. I mean, there's some. There's there's definitely some. The yeah. mulligan. Don't play your Embiggen before, or don't play your Embiggen after your pirate. Right? Yeah, but... the, I think the mulligan is basically the only place where you're getting uh, your skill points in is the yeah. mull, and maybe once in a blue moon a trade. But no, for the most part, it's just learn to mulligan, and then you can get past rank five. So, right. Yeah. I think those, my problem. Those decks are nice too, though, right? Well, there it's my problem is I've got the two screens and I end up with like Netflix or Hulu on one screen and Hearthstone <laughs> on the other. And so I only half pay attention. And so with something like this, I think you there's a lot more actual focus involved. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, definitely. It's um, it's not it's definitely not like totally autopilot by any means or, you know, you, you have to. Uh, it's it's not uh, it doesn't play itself for sure, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Um, it's really not. um. I don't know. I think there's there's more complex decks than than this one still though. Like it's it's not uh, incredibly difficult once you kind of get the hang of it. I guess. Yeah. You have a very nice beard, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. <Yeah. laughs> Thank you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward. Um, <laughs> that's funny. So yeah, thank you so much for helping us break this deck down. Because like I I feel. I'm like, I don't know, a good six out of 10 with this deck. Like I'm decent at it. I have a long way to go, but I know Nate since the beginning of the podcast has always struggled with the, uh, the Togwaggle deck and he was very excited to come on. And, uh, I don't know. I think you, I think you're going to play this deck a lot better now, Nate Wolf. I think so too. I, yes, I have, I've always struggled with this. I like to know, I mean, I love combo decks in general, but it's i think for me with combo decks knowing what is the combo how does it pop off mm-hmm. and typically it's the same way every time like with starliner like there's a very specific game plan and yeah. you have you know to win you get lethal and this is a lot different but there's just so many decision points do yeah. i take their deck do i not do i board clear do i not um the, that's the thing about togwaggle is like combo deck but there's still it doesn't end the game Right. right. So there's still decision points mm-hmm. after that. But basically, like from that point, you kind of just have to look at it as like your, or at least most of the time, you look at it as like your control deck and you're just trying to grind them out, unless you can like really easily kill them or something. But like, it, you know, if, if they clear your board, you know, say you're facing another, you know, a control deck, you take their deck, they clear your board. At that point, you you're just trying to grind them out, and it's a it's a resource battle, and you have a huge advantage because you took their deck. Right. So, and your deck probably doesn't do that much at that point. So, um, yeah, as far as like playing out the the game after that, it's it's usually just you're you're just trying to grind them out, you know. <clears throat> Unless they just concede, which you know. That was a, a good percent of the time as well, but yeah, Aviana yeah. will cause a lot of concessions. Oh yeah, yeah. It's hilarious when somebody concedes just when you play Aviana, which is like so much more than you think it would. But yeah, yeah. I was. Yeah. I would but say a lot of people will just try to play it out until the bitter end too, and you you got to be ready to to you know 
don't make any like game losing mistakes, but you, you do have a huge advantage from that point. So as yeah, as silly as it sounds, I would say that if you feel like you're in an unwinnable game and you know that lethal's right around the corner and there's no way out, instead of conceding, throw down Aviana and just wait a second. <laughs> just see what happens. Like yeah. you will gain percentage points doing that from a tilted player or something. Yeah, like. just bluff it, right? Oh yeah. Like this week I could see EK EK might concede to you this week. He's been having a rough one. <laughs> <laughs> love you ek <laughs> oh we gotta get him on soon so that he doesn't hate me I put, right just a fun little aside i i the other day i was watching ek play uh i forget what deck he was playing but he was playing uh hearthstone and i came and watched for a bit and hopped on voice chat with him and he was really having a bad time a lot of bad luck and i said don't worry okay your luck's gonna turn around any day now and then literally for the next three or four days he just went on a bad luck uh a bad luck swing and he's just (laughs) touting off that i'm that i'm uh, i've cursed him and all that so all i can say to you ek is good luck my friend (laughs) have fun (laughs) oh shoot anyway so burnt tell me tell me my friend where can these listeners find you uh, sure. So I'm on Twitch and Twitter, same handle, uh, just burnt underscore HS, uh, at burnt underscore HS on Twitter and, uh, twitch.tv slash burnt underscore HS on Twitch. Yeah. And I gotta and, uh, say your new emote is fire. <laughs> I love it. I'm glad you like it. Yeah. It's, uh, if, if anybody knows, uh, the streamer Yada, it's just a, a funny picture of him basically <laughs> i've been having a lot of fun with that <laughs> i i really like the one thing i'll say about you burnt <laughs> if it didn't come across well enough is is you are a great for the community when it comes to wild the the fact that your emotes are other streamers is just, <laughs> it just baffles me <laughs> like you're not that you know what i mean like you just keep us together and i i've never heard one person say a bad thing about you and a lot of people don't like burnt toast, but they love burnt you. So just keep doing what you're doing, man. Like, don't don't ever change that. Thanks, man. That's that's really nice of you. I really appreciate you. Um, yeah, thanks a lot. That's really nice. Well, thank you. You'll be a frequent guest on this show if we didn't offend you too much today. <laughs> no, no worries. Yeah, happy to come back. Awesome. And uh, did, I feel like did I cut you off? Was there anything else you were trying to to shout out before we we took off? Uh, I don't remember now, so it probably wasn't that important. Perfect. Speaking of not that important, I'm on Twitter at Craig of Canada. That's uh, C-R-A-I-G of Canada. If you can't spell Canada, don't bother. And uh, Nate's better at wrapping up the stuff for the show. So I'm going to pass it over to the man who keeps the show alive, the backbone, the man with the beard. It just got weird, Nate Wolf. Tell them, where can they find you? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh god you can find me on twitter at nate wolf tcg uh more importantly you can find the show on twitter at born to be wild hs you can follow the show on twitch at twitch.tv slash born to be wild hs if you're interested in emailing the show uh it's probably easier to dm us on twitter but you're welcome to email the show it's born to be wild hs at gmail.com uh discord coming soon 
it, it's there, but there's no channel set up within it. And we have a YouTube channel. We're not quite at the 100 views yet, or excuse me, the 100 um, subscribers that we need to get a customized URL, but we're close. I think we're in the high 70s 79 so. but when the podcast started so, and if you guys are looking for it and you don't want and you're not on twitter uh you have to basically the only way to find us is to search these exact words born to be wild podcast you'll find us please subscribe even if you hate us it would be great <laughs> we just really want to hit a hundred view or a hundred subscribers and after that whatever you can all unsubscribe it's fine we, yeah. just need, we just want the url because right now it's it's absurd to try to give it to anybody but we are trying something new to do a little bit more video content and do some uh fun things on the on the youtube put some parody songs and some games and some other stuff so yeah so that'd be great and nate did you uh um is there anything else that you had to uh to to say before we finally take off uh no but thanks again burnt for being here appreciate it it's good yeah, to finally meet you and and it's, as always it's good to do the show so and thank you um everyone that's hanging out in chat too and now unrelated advice with nate wolf nate i know mm-hmm. that we're in trying times right now the coronavirus is getting more serious by the day and I'm getting concerned. So please give me a couple helpful tips of how can I do my part to keep the coronavirus in check? Oh, good Lord. Please, please. (laughs) I I think most importantly, wash your hands. Okay. All the time, Uh, hot water and soap for 20 seconds. I saw something online. uh, Yeah. People are, are, posting these things right you're supposed to wash your hands with soap and hot water for 20 seconds and so people are coming up with all these um, different songs that you can sing during the, to mark the 20 seconds so you can sing happy birthday twice you can do the pokemon jesse and james um kind of uh little thing that they say or a bunch of other things someone posted um that blizzard hq has a bunch of different song verses that you can sing so Please, uh, at least stay clean. Have some have some hygiene. Uh, use some hand sanitizer, and heaven forbid, uh, please wash your hands. And burnt. Do you have anything to add to this coronavirus? Um, I mean, just you know, pick your favorite song, and you know, have a good time. Wash your hands. Don't forget, guys. Stay inside if you can. Don't do anything crazy. Thanks, guys. Wiser words have never been spoken. And you heard that on Born to be Wild. Hello. (laughs) My magic will tear you apart. My turn. I play my cards on curve sleeping. You're mad cause you think I'm cheating. Acro is what I like, my deck's not difficult. I play secrets for free, and my cards are so OP. I play what I want when I'm wanting to. Losses are minimal. 
So you're a tough guy, like to play and buff guy Won't play tier one stuff guy, think you have it rough guy I'm that mage type, fireball to the face type Counterspell your plays type, ice block every day type I'm the bad guy Whoops This is incredible. <laughs> I like it when you play control, even if you know that you are boring. I'll let you play so slow, your face so flammable. My friend Craig likes to sing along with me, but he won't sing along if he reads all the lyrics. He'll think I'm a big butthole. You're a tough guy, like to play and buff guy Won't play tier one stuff guy, think you have it rough guy I'm that mage type, fireball to the face type Counterspell your plays type, ice block every day type I'm the bad guy Whoops Thank you. <laughs> Dude, you are going to be writing oh, more songs, bud. I'm working on another one right now, but we'll see. <clears throat> it is fun, though, I have to say. All right, <clears throat> let's get out of here. All right, take it easy, guys.